The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Greetings, Typology listeners. Welcome back to our show upon which we explore the mystery of the human personality through the the lens lens of of the the Enneagram. Enneagram. I'm here in Typology Studio A, Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. With my executive producer, my lord, my liege, (laughs) my handler. Ian Cron. How are you doing, brother? Anthony, I'm doing really, really well. We have some very special guests in the studio today. We sure do. Yeah. This is the second part. Yes. Of our two-show episode with Amanda and Abner and now Jay King. Jay King. Manager of Johnny Swim, Jay King. We're here to give you all the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Enneagram 4. Yes. You sighed when you said that. You kind of (laughs) went, yeah. Do you know the the fours are all on this side of the room? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm the only one actually wearing colors. Yeah. That's right. Y'all wearing black. I'm the only guy wearing colors today. (laughs) Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. Yeah. So on our first episode, we talked a lot about your relationship as a seven and and, and a nine. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. And then it was so funny. Anthony said to me this morning, man, you got to do a show with Jay and these guys and just sort of like, you know, teasing out the professional relationship. It's definitely a marriage of its own sort. I think there are days where they talk more than we do. And I'm like in the house and he's just like, I'm on with Jay. And then he's gone for the rest of the day until dinner. And I'm like, I remember the only thing I learned in music business class was the following. When you pick a manager, it's like picking a spouse. (laughs) It'll be the second closest relationship in your entire life. And that's, and that's been absolutely true. Yeah. So I've got both my spouses here today. Wow. You were I telling had a no story. idea we were going to Mormon land. We were, <laughs> <laughs> so polygamy. Today, t- typology takes on polygamy. It's polygamy through the lens of the Enneagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is hilarious. Through the lens of the Enneagram. Abner, yesterday we were talking a little bit about how you and Jay first sort of begin to establish a professional relationship when you had that conversation at Jonathan's. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so me and Jay, Jay was a big uh, label executive at a you know really successful record label, and I was a food runner at P.F. Chang's and Cool Springs. Shout out to all the food that makes your back Lettuce hurt. Lettuce wraps. Um, <laughs> the back hurt. The back hurt. And Jay, Jay and I had met a couple times. Had had like Jay had heard me sing or something, and he he'd kept up with Johnny Swim the early really early stuff. I don't know if we've even had even released anything at this point. But we'd played coffee shops around town. We'd played like wine bars around town. Like we'd just we'd play. We never said no. Jay was in town. He's like, Abner, meet me at Jonathan's. I gotta talk to you. He's like, all right. So we go. He goes, Man, I believe in what y'all are doing. I think people are messing up, letting y'all, you know, get by without any help, without whatever, without getting involved. Let me work for you for free for a year. Let me manage you for free for a year. And if it's worth it, keep me as your manager. If it's not, no harm, no foul. We tried, it didn't work. But I just believe, let's go for it. Like, I know we can make something out of this. And it was, I think it was that year, the following year, was the first year we ever survived just on music. And we haven't looked back since. Jay's tried to quit a couple times, but we won't let him. (laughs) (laughs) No. He quit his exact job. We told him, I think I told him maybe that same night. I was like, bro. What you're signing up for, we're gonna work you out a job. You're not gonna be able to do both of these. We're gonna we used to you... say that to me all the time, like oh, yeah. when we went through that whole phase. And I was just in a position I didn't really like want to be in. I was living outside of Nashville, wanting to get back to Nashville, and it all was this weird timing. But that that was the thing that always stuck with me. Is Abner would say, "I'm gonna work you out of a job one day. Like we're gonna get this done." And that kind of was a was a kind of a guiding force. But I had already was extremely passionate about who they were we have you know mike and mutual friends and all those kind of things and yeah and uh yeah it's pretty crazy were you an a and r guy yeah okay i did a and r for many years and okay. then i did management before i did a and r but a and r was what i did for a really all long right. time so 
which is a great job for a four. For those of you who don't know what an A&R guy is, artist and repertoire, why don't yeah. you explain to people what an A&R guy does? So, I mean, my role really, I think I kind of took on a, a different role than everybody else, and that's definitely a four thing to say, but I'm not saying that for any other reason. But I, just, I it's really about artist development, like basically finding people's kind of passions, talents, dreams, putting them together and then watching them kind of come to life. And so we we help with the songs, we help with the songwriters, we help with the studios, we help create the runway, tie in all the connected dots to all the other departments. Like A&R was one of the best jobs that I've ever had. You know? You're basically our A&R. And I, yeah, I feel like management is like A&R because you have to always kind of think a couple steps ahead. I think that's what I love about jo just Johnny Swim, Adam and Amanda. Like, even when you guys are working on songs and stuff and you send me a song and then I write them back a big, long, this is what I got from the meaning of that song. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it, I, I did, like, one time you said to me, you're like, I actually like that you listen to our songs when we send them to you instead yeah. of just reference it to, like, this won't work on radio and this right. doesn't fit this thing. Like, I actually, like, feel the songs. So I think that's what I always loved about all the artists that I work with and we're all still really good friends is that I actually, like, I feel it for some reason. Yes. I see it. I see the songs. So... Yeah, it's sad we don't have any in our guys really anymore. Uh -huh. no. uh, guys like John Hammond, you know, like oh, at, yeah. at Columbia yeah. Records, you know, people who really got a had lot of people that want A and R credit though. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no shame. But they were legends. We don't. True. It's the same thing in book publishing. We don't have editors like we had for 30, 40 years ago when. Yeah you had people who found a J.D. Salinger mm. and worked with them for three years right. before they released a book. Right. Yeah, mm. they just saw a great talent. Like John Hammond saw in Bob yeah. Dylan, Dylan, you know, yeah. or yeah. others, and people were like, "Are you crazy?" Mm. He'd be like, "No, well, okay, Wait it needs a little work, yeah. right, just yeah. you know, work, work you know, yeah. but but stick with it, you know." Right. And uh, but they were visionaries, and yeah. so fours really actually have, um, I think, a an, they have antennae that pick up things mm. about people um, and angles, and they're incredibly creative. Um, and, and can envision things, the, the specialness. Like, they pick up on the specialness, yeah, the I uniqueness. Can. It's helped me, and it's also hurt me, because I've, I think a lot of times I, it's hard for me to think of things just as a product, like detach myself from it. So I never was gravitated towards anybody that was like, oh, we're going to manufacture this artist, and this is what the single is going to be, and everything's going to be amazing. Like, I, I had a very hard time kind of detaching my emotion or feeling because I wanted to know that whoever I was working with was actually they intentionally believed in what they were actually doing they were mm. singing the, the talent was great like I could find 50 million talented people but my philosophy was always like all right I'm gonna take great you can sing now let's put that on the shelf do you actually believe what you're saying are you actually intentionally you know wanting to do this because a lot of times you've got artists out there that they go yeah i, I want to do this and then they go now make me famous or here here's my stuff like this should be a big hit right i just <laughs> never worked in that capacity and so on one hand i probably could have moved up the food chain a lot faster because i didn't sign always the you know i went very obscure you know my first worship song i ever signed was oh how he loves with john mark mcmillan like that was the song that everybody told me this is never going to be a worship song no it's one is ever it says sloppy wet kids <laughs> yeah it's net and and like i had to print out the lyrics and everybody's like this is not gonna work man and i'm like but you know what I don't really know what it needs to be or do from a business standpoint, but I know what it what it was for me from a heart standpoint. Mm -hmm. And that's always kind of how I've intentionally, you know, found my way to artists. And I think that's what gravity, you know, that's what made Abner and Amanda so special to me. And, you know, those conversations like, yo, when you guys are on stage, when you're writing your songs, when you're doing what you do, there's an intention to it that I just am locked in on, which is probably what makes me a little OCD about it. You know, it's like I wake up, I go to sleep. I'm always wondering, like, well, we could do that. Well, what about that? And then we can go here. And, you know, it's always kind of on my mind, but it's because I actually, like, I get it. Mm. And, I can't, and I've tried artists. I've tried the, the non-intentional no no shame in them but i just can't do it it never works out for me oh my god which, which artist was that which artist 
Sean Colvin Sean just, Colvin just oh. fell from the wall. All right, so just so everyone right. hears right now. <laughs> all right, so Anthony has a bunch of small little pictures on his wall. There's about 40 of them of people that were his, like, all-time favorite <laughs> inspirational people. We got Marvin up there. We got yeah. Mother Green, Teresa. Stevie. Yeah, yeah, we got all kinds of – Mother Teresa, she Tina could sing. Turner. Anyway, so um, – but Sean she Colvin could. just, Sean Colvin just fell, fell off the wall. Which yeah. She said, bye, well, y'all. Jay was I think talking we need about, to replace it with John. I don't know. I hope we're going to learn something terrible about her later in the day. Anyway, <laughs> right. oh my gosh. so I want to circle back to this because this is a great Enneagram lesson, right? So you just described uh, sort of a uh, maybe a way of seeing the Enneagram that's helpful. It's, I call it yes and, right? So when you were saying, you know, I'm a person that, you know, would really feel the song. I would really see the special thing about an artist. And, uh, you know, it would all be about the heart, you know. And the business guys would say, you know, ah, it's not, you know, that's not going to fly. It's not going to sell. Radio won't play it, blah, 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 whatever. And you'd be like, yeah, but, you know, you know, this is what it did to me. And so I would say to him, so with a four, you know, sometimes I'll say, yes, and. Yes, it did that to your heart. And we need some critical thinking in here and too and it's not going to work on radio <laughs> right <laughs> and it's not going to work so it's yes no, there's a balance so it's, for sure yeah so it's yes to your heart and how do i need to introduce critical thinking into this conversation mm-hmm. so that i don't become johnny one note right. uh, on it's all got to be about heart it's got to be about heart right. yes and yeah not yes but but yep. yes and, and i think that's good because you know, i think that's what i've had to learn probably in the past couple of years of just turn you know 45 turning when i turned 40 or just as you kind of go through things when i was younger i was you know i was a pain in the butt as as an a and r guy because it, it there was no i didn't care if it went on the radio it, mm-hmm. it, i don't i'm not here to do that right. you, you want me here to find the best i just found you the best now wh- why are you not seeing this Right. You know, and and what's unfortunate is like I did have a lot of the best stuff, but it didn't get out there. And right. I think it was because I wasn't able to think about that. Yes. And concept, you know, and so I think now I feel it, but I also want to create a strategy for it. You yes. know, I want to be able to look at every other person's department and, and be able to figure out how can I give you what you need to do your job in the most effective way in order to bring this to life. Right. That's your three wing. Yeah. That's where I think mm-hmm. I, I that's why yeah. I think I'm a three, because like Definitely. the one thing about fours or when people talk about fours, or you read about it on the Enneagram. Everybody's like. It's always this like, whoa, hum, go in the closet. And And I'm like, look, I have my moments and I do love my songs and but playlist and all that stuff and moods. But I I I can suck it all up together and lead a meeting. I can get down. Yeah, people don't understand drive. People think that for see this is stereotyping, not typing. Yeah. And so the thing about about typing is with fours is people don't realize fours are wicked ambitious. Oh, for and sure. And they, and they can be organized. They don't always. They, they always think of them as like these poets wandering around on you know in Greenwich Village. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like with a beret on, <laughs> yeah, right. definitely not, not. smoking clove cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Absolutely. listening to and old Kraftwerk like, records. No. You know what I mean? And right. being like, like no, like yeah. we get stuff done. Yeah. And well, and when you and when you interact with a seven, that is the energy that I think like like for me and Abner. It, the energy that we have can be just it 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 can be probably exhaust Amanda in some way because we're like let's go we're gonna do a tour then after this an EP and then no, I'm down until my eight comes but, out and yeah say, and then y'all can do it oh and by yourselves. that's the thing that I also <laughs> love about Amanda is like her no actually does mean no that's the thing that that you learn really quick like she's chill r- probably keeps us all in line and then when she says no that's enough it's like. Okay, and we're all gonna not do that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But that's there's, another example. Like Amanda, yeah. we'll, we'll talk at the top of cycles, album cycles, top of a year, and we'll have goals, we'll have dreams, aspirations, things that maybe it didn't accomplish last year. Maybe that's for this year. Maybe it's brand new things and all that. And Jay and I will talk for hours, and Amanda will be there <laughs> listening. We'll talk for hours and hours. And I remember this was three years ago, and Amanda will just say one simple thing. She will listen, listen. She says, "You know, I really feel like the word for us this year is listening." Mm, like, yeah, let's I go into meetings that. and let's not just chat everybody up. Let's not go everything. Let's go listen ear first. And even I'm saying it longer than she did. And that literally became the theme for the next two years. Wow. Yeah. And we saw ourselves in meetings. We were asking for things. I mean, the concert, ooh, the concert I talked about 
that we did with Ed Sheeran and Hive and all stuff, we didn't deserve that because we were the only non, you know, platinum selling artist or whatever on that bill. But we went into a meeting ear first and the people were really engaged. And we got to play some songs from them. They're like, y'all need to be on this thing. You need to be part of it. So Amanda's listening. One thing we've learned, Jay and I, is that don't mistake Amanda's quietness for just sitting for in the backseat going for a yeah. ride and not caring where we're Agreed. going. And you have to tell, it's like Amanda cares tremendously, but it's it's almost like she cares about the right things, where me and Abner care about almost everything. Everything. <laughs> like, no. like, well, why is this happening right I here? I just like, don't have the, like, <laughs> the emotional or mental capacity to think about all the things. I would just get overwhelmed. Like, if I, if I right. thought about all the things that you guys think about and talk about every day, I would quit because I would just be overwhelmed. So I'm like, you guys talk about it. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I trust you both. I'm happy to let you guys take the lead. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but if there's something that I'm like, no, that's not the way to go, or this is what I'm feeling like needs to be the, the leading force of yeah. what we're doing. We usually then, reference Amanda. Like, we'll be like, so, you know, we'll be like, so Amanda said, and Amanda <laughs> said, you know, that yeah. type of thing. But it is a, I think it's a very cool dynamic. Yeah. There, there's a part of me I wish all of the entertainment industry from, you know, managers to labels to everybody could actually do one big Enneagram test. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's really some of the rub, right? I think there's all these different personality types that are constantly in motion with each other and they have to actually work in unison. But if you don't know how each other work and what each other needs, there's constant conflict. I think even us understanding the Enneagram, oh, you know, so much, yeah. it's like like oh okay or me and my wife or whatever you're your last tour we all had a copy of your book and everybody on their all access pass had to write their enneagram type yeah so literally for nine ten week tour yeah we all like our tour manager was like two how can i help you on (laughs) earth that is a right yeah we just had it on our badges let's go seven let's go on your badges on our our tour badges so every day we walk around with our our tour badges and it would have our enneagram number Written in Sharpie across it. Uh, so yeah. all I want now is a Johnny Swim All Access. Yeah, exactly. With How about four tonight? on it. You'll get it. With four on it. That's going to be like my it's big done. thing. I'm going to like wear it. Oh, oh, my gosh. This is like getting a little thing. I am starting to assign meaning to this now. This is flipping me out. Who was it this time? Stevie Ray Vaughan. No! Stevie Ray. It's okay. I feel good now because Stevie Ray already gone. I'm just saying. I'm I, I mourned when it happened, but now that he's falling on me, that's a little creepy. All right. <laughs> so um, I love the fact that you had these tags done up because I actually have worked with a major label here in town, one of the big, you know, I uh, can't tell you which one, but a big, one of the bigger labels in town. And I had the top 65 people from the chairman down. So oh, wow. it was all the A&R people. It was mm. all the tour people. It was all the you know radio people all the everything that's right. amazing the top so they came in from around the country and then i did it for them in la at that at their la office and they came in from around the around world, the world yeah. wow uh, it was really that's great. awesome so when are you coming to the johnny swim offices uh yeah exactly <laughs> i'm ready are like, they in la uh, yeah i love la i love la no but it was so helpful i mean obviously living on a bus with 13 people and you're interacting all the time and sometimes you're like why is that person like oh, yeah. not been out of their bunk or like we have a day off we're all hanging out and right. like he's by himself at a chili's like what's wrong with him you know it was just good to know you know leading into it it was like it, it, it just gave light to everything and it helped everything operate like way more easily knowing. and i think you learn each other more right like i i mm. when when i first like learned a number <laughs> like seven abner's a seven right i attach all the things that i assume a seven is and i just like him i'm like well that's what this is and that's what that is you know same things like when you're like he's a four he's a four he's emotional he's da 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 he's but fragile I, it, it, right <laughs> but it's like it, as you learn and as you grow you start to see that you know like like you were explaining you got the subtypes you've got your wings you've got all these different things your history background and i think what i love is like I've grown into the excitement of I don't really believe I would be where I'm at if I didn't have, you know, like some sevens and and, mm. and nines in my life. And I, I pinpointed seven because I'm like, I think the fact that Abner told me, like, we're going to work you out of a job. I don't think I could have ever seen that or believe that in myself. Mm-hmm. And so you start to find this like man that's my that's my energy it's a wake that you get behind that because i might have i might want the same thing that's why i think there's a connection there because like i want the same things i'm just not 
I don't feel courageous enough to do it. It's like I, I need to plan it ahead of time. I, always, I say this all the time, like a seven and a four, we both want to go to Paris. But if you somebody walked in right now and said, I got a, I got a plane, let's go to Paris. Abner's like, done, let's go, Abner let's knock roll. everything over and run. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, and I'm like, I want that same feeling, but I'm like, but wait, so how are we getting there? When are we getting picked up? Like, you know, Which who's makes paying you for it? a perfect manager. <laughs> who's, who's paying for the hotel? But how, I mean, okay, so are we eating there? Should I prep for this? Is there, are we I mean, fuel fuel literally we... too many thoughts. And so I think as you mature and as you grow, those are the type of thoughts that, that I think when I was younger kept me so, you know, in my own head. And I think now I'm learning to kind of like, you know, all right, I got to let go of that and, and move a little bit. So it definitely is, is is a fun little dynamic. So uh, I love this um, because one of the things I tell people is, you know, you have to be very careful when you learn the Enneagram. Um, you, to, you have to remember, and I use, this, I use this phrase a lot, these are low-resolution pictures of human beings. Oh. oh, yeah. The moment you start to think they're high-res right. and that uh, they're sort of neatly uh, organized, uh, you know, and they're it's highly predictive now, you know, it's right. like – well, not really. Not really. People will fool you. Mm. People surprise us. You know, one day a seven can. You know, sometimes a, a, a you know a very nervous uh, type could surprise you with an incredible act of courage mm. that you never in a million years could have predicted. That there was so, so again. You know, it's like. You know, uh, people tend to lock people in, right. and they say, "Well, you couldn't do that because you're a seven or right. you're a four. Four yeah, couldn't yeah, do yeah. that." It's like, well, actually, what you're doing there is. You're oversimplifying somebody who's complicated and made in the image of the divine. And mm. to say that they could only do this right. or that or be this or care about that is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, fours can be ambitious. Fours can do this. Sevens could be self-reflective. Mm. I've never deeply wrote moved. a poem ever in my <laughs> life. I've never, I've never wrote a poem. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you I, wrote I, raps. Right. I wrote raps. I did. So but, you did write poems. But no, that is good. And I think, with, I think the other thing is like when you add religion to it. You know, oh, it yeah. becomes a very, you know, it's like, you know, because now everybody is an Enneagram coach and they want to, you know, do, you know, talk to all, all these things. And it's like, but you're a four and you're a seven and you're this. And then God said this. And you're just like, ah, like, you know, it can easily yeah. eat, you, eat you alive. But well, well, when something becomes part of a cultural conversation, everybody then either sees an opportunity to monetize it or because right. here's the thing about the Enneagram. And I don't want to assign negative things to all those people that are doing all that no. stuff. I mean, I, I'm happy that people are out there taking a, 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 an interest in self-exploration and self-discovery. Fantastic. The thing is, is you need to be around people, that though, that have a broad worldview. They're well-read. They really are well-trained, and they uh, are not Johnny OneNote with that stuff. You know mm. what I mean? It's like the thing I love about the Enneagram wasn't the Enneagram alone. I loved the Enneagram as it uh, when it was integrated with psychology uh, with theology, mm. with art, um, and to see a big, broader mosaic of what does this fit in? How could this help? You yeah. know, when you when you sort of collide all of those things, right. I found sort of a voice and a way of approaching it that worked for me. But I think a lot of times people go to a couple of classes and they they learn it, and then they they will use, it, but they really haven't sort of plumbed the depths of the system. Mm -hmm. To really understand how to apply it, and when to to have the humility to say, "Yeah, maybe," but they're more than a four right. or a seven. There's a lot more happening right. here in this human being than than just, just that, that number or just whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, Abner didn't have a deep breath that time. No, the I, therapy's yeah, working. It's working. Look at that. That's working. All right, oh. so Mr. Seven. Yes, sir. My son's a seven. I'm a yep. four. And I, I know some things about the beauty of the things that they bring to each other. Yeah. What does Abner bring into your life? that? Because um, you're very different. Your yeah. types are very different. Um, what is it that he, as a four, uh, the, the romantic, what does he bring into your life that, that, that um, colors it in a way that is meaningful to you? I love uh, one of my favorite things about Jay. It's something he alluded to earlier. Is we'll write a song. It could be. Here's the difference between Jay and I'll just give you an example. There's a song we wrote for this album that we wrote on tour, and it was a really crappy recording of just the idea. It was like a verse and a chorus, and kind of maybe a guitar riff or something, just an idea. And I sent it to Jay and one other person. 
the other person didn't write back for a while. When they did write back, they said, yeah, I mean, I just don't get it. I guess you have to play for me in person. I'm sure if you say it's cool, I'm sure it's cool. I don't know. Whatever. Jay was like, man, that lyric you said three lines in about this and that. I don't know what it means to you, but this is what it means to me. And this and that. And I think that's necessary. I think you need to have that. Like, he's quick to point out. He knows our heart as Johnny Swim, as Abner and Amanda. He knows what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to play in cities. We're trying to play for cities. We're not just trying to play in front of people. We're trying to play for people. That's There's a there's a missional aspect. There's a, a, a drive behind what we do that's bigger than please stream our music, please buy tickets. We really believe your life's going to be better. We believe our purpose is to watch lame people walk out walking straight from a concert. We believe that in song, a relationship can be healed. We can give language for your relationship that maybe you didn't have before. Maybe we can add to the grace you need to get through the thing you have. We believe that coming to an experience with us, listen to our music, coming to show whatever, if we're doing our job right, is for your benefit. In, in every aspect, and Jay, because he is the third member of Johnny Swim, he's involved in every aspect of what we do. He is quick to put a flag on, all right, that's what's up. That, hold on to that. You know that's right, and I know you do. That rings true with me. Hold on to that thing. Song's not done. People are telling me, you know, people involved in the album, like, I don't know, might be good, might not be. You'll play it for me later, we'll find out. And Jay's like, no, nah, man, that lyric or that melody or the way you said that, you got to save that. We need that, you know. For me as a seven, I just always want to find the exciting things. I think maybe that's just not a seven, maybe that's just as Abner. I want to find the great things. I want to find the things that have great response, but often I can blow over minutia. I can blow over uh, a thing that maybe I could live with or without. And Jabe comes to us and is like, and he's quick to point out, no, you can't get rid of that. That's got to stay. And it could be more than that. It could be uh, the way we do touring, the way we advertise to our fans, the way we... He points out the true things. Yeah. So maybe let me kind of reframe that a little bit. Please. Let me give us some language. Yes, sir. Sounds like what you're saying is that that Jay pays attention. Yes, yes, he does. And that's a very amazing thing, really. When yes. I say pays attention, it's not like he notices stuff. Like paying attention, like Evelyn Underhill, this great. Uh, it was either Evelyn Underhill or Simone Weil, these great mystics of the mid 20th century. She said one time that all prayer is a matter of paying attention. Mm. So when I say paying attention, I mean that at the most profound level. It's mm. like. This ability to pay attention is like when a song thing goes by or an idea goes by or a moment of beauty goes mm -hmm. by, uh, a moment where the room became humid with God's presence, a moment when something happened. The four, you're like, we'll go like a yeah. dog in oh, a yeah, field, like like, like, a, yeah. like like when a pheasant jumps and the dog like, yeah, like points, 100%. like it points. Like the four will feel the moment and go, what was that? There's yes. rarely a show I go to that I don't cry still to this right. day. Like I'm, I'm But that know, yeah, but that could be just sentimental. But yeah. for a four, it's not that. It's it well, the like, wave. When you said that but, wave thing, you can yes. feel when those things change like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you do. Yeah. Like and I, a lot of yeah, other types yeah. do not. Right. Right. That's your superpower. That's our superpower is in the moment going, wait a minute. Everyone be still. Did you feel that? And that can also be annoying sometimes. Totally. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is like, I think I struggle with wanting to always like make Abner happy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, when, and, and this is where I love our dynamic here because it's like, when I'm taking notes, I'm not taking notes as like a critic. I'm taking notes as like I'm part of us, right? right. Like I'm like, Man, like I'm, I'm watching you. this and I'm feeling this and I'm like knowing what's going on and I'm in it, you know, and I'll have, you know, people next to me, whatever, go like, man, just calm down and enjoy it. But I, I, I want it to be everything that they want it to be, right? But then we'll, I can't look them in the face after the show. A man is like, look at me in the eyes. Was it good? And I'm like, I don't know how to I like. I can watch him from stage. I'll be watching because it's almost like if, you know, if. During the show, Abner and I, one of us could walk out and kind of take in everything that's happening and report back to the other one. I mean, that's exactly what Jay's doing. He's he's out in the audience as one of us, as if, like, we could get out of our bodies and watch ourselves. So I just sit on stage, and I'll be singing a song, and I'll just be looking at Jay and see what his face is doing. <laughs> and I'll, I'll know well, one way or another. I'm like, oh, it's not going great. We need to, we need to get it together. So many or, and, the, and it's okay, all objective. We, but it's, there's so many people high-fiving, right? And I don't want to, and I want to high-five, too. So I feel this. But I want to be genuine. But I want to be genuine. Yeah, I want to be genuine. I don't want to high-five because I'm just like, 
And I think that's the, that's also the thing that they know. I think we know that about each other at the end of the day when everything is, you know, shut down and, and like we all are laying our heads on the pillow, you know, like we're not high-fiving just to, to, to hype each other up. Like we're in it together. We're yes. here. We're fighting. We're, we're moving. And so, you know, you see pages and pages of notes and I come back and – and that's a tension point for me and Abner yeah. and, and, and Amanda's always like well why did you ask Jay if you don't want to hear you know if yeah. we don't want to hear Abner what this is stage, but that was amazing that was the best show we've ever done Jay what'd you think and I'm like oop Abner that'll mess me up for three shows like yeah. the Detroit after after the St. Louis <sighs> show yeah. you and John had a bunch of notes and we played Detroit and I felt like I wasn't even there because I was like, well, the light was good enough. Transition to song three was bad. We're just going to make it bad again. Like, it really, because he's family. He's more than a manager. This is my guy. This is him. You know what I mean? And Jay has taught me that I've got more clubs in my bag than just a driver. Mm. He's taught me that's been, a deep, that's been a, a deep lesson. Even That's not even just creatively. That's interpersonally. you got more clubs than just a driver. You don't always got to be swinging for the fences. You don't always need 300 yards. Sometimes you just need yeah. a nice, accurate. Maybe sometimes you just need to be more like Amanda. <laughs> but for but genuinely, and I think a lot of like even uh, what I love about Jay and I is we've gone through a bunch together, yeah. and a man as well. But Jay and I like brothers. Jay being an only child, that's a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> being the, yes. the baby of three with two older sisters. There's a, there's a sometimes there's like a tension there that has come up in interesting ways that I'm sure we'll talk about. But we've always come to the other side of it, much right. like any great relationship. Well, because we don't want it. We have the same kind of thing of, like, abandonment issues also, yeah. you know, to where, like, when you know you got somebody that's genuinely in your back, yep. you'll go to you'll go to die for them. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, you're in it, that's like, right. all the way. And so, but that also creates a, a weird, like, yin and yang and well, different Well, for sure, scenarios. like, I can't yeah. just, in the same way you can't come in with a fire hose and be like, calm down, Abner, this show wasn't that great. I can't, and I've learned the hard way, wake up in the morning, the bus is a mess, I've got problems with so many people, Jay, where are you? Like, I've gone all caps text, four blue bubbles deep, what the hell's going on, da da da, what are these people yeah. doing, why, is, why don't we have a radio interview today, we're out here in the middle of nowhere, da da da, doing all stuff, da 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 da, and Jay will be like, well man, you know, I'm doing the best I can, yeah, I take and all of a sudden it's like super personal, like, I'm doing the best I can, you think I'm just sitting here not doing anything, you think I'm not like crying for you, fighting for you, you think I'm not da da da, I was like, I don't give a shit what you're doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he'll write back like, man, maybe I just need to resign, and I'll take a deep breath and write back, lol, and then the most contentious part of that whole conversation... Was, was that LOL? LOL became like, oh, you don't take me seriously. Oh, you know, LOL became like every every bit of shame. LOL guilt, became a like, month of conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, in non-conversation, yeah. like any real relationship. Moments we're in the room together, and don't really look each other in the eye because God, now we got to talk about LOL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. like and and and, and need, you know, I don't know what, if it's just our you know male pride or whatever it is you know because we're just it's just like we know we should talk about it i don't want to talk about it i want the other person to talk about it It, and all we want is to know that we love each other yeah yes I feel like we're having a therapy session for me and Abner. Always. Yeah. I love it. Man, no, but, y'all no. need it. Let me tell you. <laughs> you need she it. Said y'all need it. No, That's because funny. there is such a genuine like care. It's almost weird. I want that. Ex- I I want the acceptance of like from you know you guys of like saying like oh I'm, I'm I am doing good because I actually do care. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I'm looking around and you see all these other people that are attaching you know the radio things. This and I'm like no nah, man like I, I'm 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 fighting. Let's go. Let's go down. I don't need you to be have a hit for me to believe and I don't need you to have nothing for me to believe I'm just here and I think th- those tensions we both have it you yes. know what I mean uh, a quick uh, testament to Jay King first time we ever sold out the Ryman which we've done three times now very excited check first time we ever sold out the Ryman was without a radio single without TV without a placement yep. nobody knew our songs other than people that came to concerts and told their friends to go to a Johnny Swim show and that's a testament to Jason Scott King thank you anyway as yep. you were okay so What's a mu- see, what we just watched? I wish everyone could see how the seating arrangement is going down here because you two are across from each other, and then a man and I are watching. We are looking at each other through this conversation. That's right. that, yeah. uh, this was the easiest interview I've ever done yeah. because I just, just literally didn't it. say a word. Yeah, exactly. I just asked a question. Put the two in a room. I told you. Okay, so y'all be quiet for one yes, second because I want to ask a man yeah. a question. What are we watching right here? I have no idea. This is usually. I, when, when my nine just goes, what are we having for lunch? Like, <laughs> that'll work out. But there is something. Okay, so we got this yeah. Jonathan David thing. If we were going to, yeah. for those people who Absolutely. are 
for people who are unfamiliar with the story of Jonathan and David, this is uh, in the in the, uh, the Hebrew uh, scriptures in the, in the Older Testament. This uh, relationship between David and Jonathan, where um, it was a very powerful, powerful friendship. Um, really, just shy of marriage, mm. right? I mean, yeah. it, it's it's that oh, kind yeah. of to the the mending the melding uh, together of two hearts right two human beings in fact sometimes when i'm around these types of uh, friendships and uh, and relationships i um i feel i feel sad that we don't actually have a liturgy right oh. yeah. mm-hmm. that would good. celebrate mm. right. uh, yeah. two people who have uh, m- made a commitment to lifelong friendship yeah mm-hmm. and i know that oh, sounds yeah. odd you know but i wish there was a way to actually um, mark right. that that the the beauty of that thing that right. that, that kind of a friendship you know or okay. celebrate that kind of a thing because it's unusual and it's beautiful and mm-hmm. I think for men it's particularly important you know that um, they have um, that kind of particular friendship that. Uh, it's so life-giving, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so deep. But back to you, Amanda. Okay. Because we can't have a knack and get okay. out of this. <laughs> right. Um, right. So, but, but what I want to know is uh, we got a four, we got a seven yeah. here. And obviously it's a dynamic uh, relationship. Um, what does one bring to the other in, as you see it every day on a yeah. professional and personal level? Like what do – Here's I'll ask a question okay. dangerously. Maybe I'll ask it all three. Why did God yeah. bring Jay into Abner's life? Mm. Um, I think I think that's probably a very there's going to be a multifaceted answer to that because and ma- actually maybe there's not maybe it's all kind of the same because I think with Abner and I you know work relationship everything kind of is melded together and I think the same thing with right. Jay and Abner I think if Jay was never our manager I think they'd still probably meet up at Jonathan's and hash out whatever things that they need to hash out because I think they need one another. I think Jay needs Abner, Abner needs Jay um, specifically. And, uh, you know, I think um, I think there's a uh, a stillness in Jay in his foreness, I guess, that, you know, I guess it's, I mean, it's obviously not an introversion, but it's a you know, that that feeling aspect and that ability to see nuance and that ability to kind of ride waves for better or worse. You know, he'll ride the waves. He'll pick up on the on the wind. I think, like Abner said earlier, he could blow past that in his um, in his exuberance. He could blow past it. And I think Abner's at his finest when he when he doesn't blow past it, when mm. he knows that he can. And if he needs to, he can. If he needs if he realizes this is a wave I don't need to ride. Let's shoot on forward. But I think uh, Abner kind of allows Jay to kind of pull past it when he needs to, pull past the waves when he needs to into what's true. And then Jay brings Abner along for some rides that he would otherwise blow past. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's how I see them. That's beautiful. Mm. Thank That's you. That's really beautiful. <laughs> I, I love to talk about work relationships, you know, with people and friendships uh, and the Enneagram. Um uh, because again, it, it it it's not a perfect system, but it it helps us just not only understand but each other, but also celebrate one another's presence in, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our lives. You, you know it's what I'm true, saying? Yeah. Like I I I have friends in my life, and and what the enneagram has done is given me a language and an insight 100. into what is it in this friendship. And I don't want to overly parse it because you know sometimes it's just the magic of two human beings right. being together. I don't want to overly. I don't want to surgically take it apart and look at it. I like this it. human. I'll keep it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll keep, yeah, I like this yeah. human. I'll keep it. Exactly. Um, you know, I'll but but it. there is something about knowing right about the essence of the other that um, is so contributive to that mm-hmm. level of appreciation about that about that other human right. being. But where's the tension for you as the nine? Because this is an intense ba- friendship. I balance. I mean, that situation where he was just talking about where he came out of the tour bus and it was a mess. And so he's texting Jay because he's just mad about the tour bus being a mess. And why are we here? And, you know, why there's no you know, whatever, whatever. He's just raging for whatever reason. And Jay, of course, is like takes it personally and i have to sit there and go well i'd probably be mad about the lol too but jay probably also is being a little sensitive but you're also just like riding right over things so i end up being uh i mean i'm with him you know in the room with him so i tend to kind of just be like 
well, I see why he's why he would say that or he would feel that way. And you're, you know, I don't know. I get to I get to like be the ref. You get to be the peacemaker. Yeah. You or, get or the to become yeah. the mediator. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. But honestly, I feel like I do <laughs> I did it a lot as with, with yeah, my parents, LOL. you know. LOL. <laughs> I feel like I did it a lot with my parents growing up and you know, and I do realize that I have like a certain grace of there's you know I, I, I enjoy it. I feel like there's a there's a it's weirdly fun for me to be able to bring peace to people and be like, This is why they feel that way and this is why you feel that way and both things are okay, but let's get it to a healthy place and Would you feel, say yes and? Yeah, mm. the, you know, I, I did it with my parents growing up a lot. I think my, my when they would argue, mm. I could be the one. My sisters would both be like, mm, and I would just be sitting there like, Dad, smile and nod. Mommy just needs to feel heard. And Mom, like, relax a little bit. You know, that was, and they they could take it from me. They wouldn't, if anybody else said it to my parents, they would they would have been like, who do you think you are? But me, they were like, what do you think, Amanda? <laughs> well, as I'm eating my snack, you know, could mm. do it. And I like it. I feel it's purpose so in funny. it. Nines are so oftentimes my go-to people, you know, for wisdom. Yeah. Oh. Healthy nines. Healthy nines. You know, it's almost like they go through life. Um, I had a sponsor one time. Let me back up so I can get this metaphor correct. When I would get crazy in my head, I get the zoomies in my head, <laughs> like, you know. He would say, that. you know, you really need to try and wear the world like a loose garment. He'd say, wear the world like a loose garment. And I would be like, and i say, uh-uh, I'm wearing it like, you know, uh, like a scuba, like scuba. Right, like, exactly. you know, Everything is so tight on Super me all tight, the time, yeah. man. You know, I'm crazy. And he goes, yeah, you know. Like a gold wear, lame Yeah, yeah, he'd be like, wear the world like a loose garment. And I think nines wear, healthy nines yeah. wear the world like a loose garment. Ooh. That feels right. Good. That's so you. That feels right. <laughs> that is does that so ever you. bring it? Like when she has sees both sides, does that ever like frustrate you? Because like with with my wife, she's a nine, and I'm always like, look, have my I mean, side. Because she's always giving me the other <laughs> yeah. side, and I'm like, right now, I just need you to be on my side so that I could justify my. You know what I mean? We had Amy Grant in the studio earlier this year for a few episodes. Her husband is Vince Gill. Amy is a nine. She said that. Vince will be upset about something or in conflict with someone or complaining, and she will always give this sigh. And he always knows that she's about to come out with, well, maybe look at the other side. And he's like, don't say it. Don't, don't say, say it. it. He'll stop her. <laughs> Yo, that is I think generally I start with his side. I kind of go, yeah, I would feel it. I, do you think so? Absolutely. I feel like I generally am like, yeah, like this is, you feel this way. And then, and then I kind of bring in the like, but, you know, I think they're probably doing this, but this is probably how you should talk about it. If you feel this way, this is how you need to talk to him about that's it so exactly that he hears right. you. Good. And that's exactly the language she uses with me. Yeah. She's basically my trainer. It's like wisdom, <laughs> steady. Yeah. For sure, steady. And Jay, she's been there with Jay and I in the thick of it. Indonesia. So we, we in an uh, airport. Since I was 12 years old, my family that came from Cuba in 1980, Mario boat lift, people literally boats sinking next to them because they got sent in the middle of, you know, whatever. I was raised in suburban Florida. And so from the age of 12, my parents would make me leave to go with medical teams or mission teams, evangelical mm -hmm. teams, to third world countries and translate or to just go work. And so I would go from anywhere from two weeks to three months. I'd be in the jungles of Guatemala at 12 uh, translating for like a indigenous woman's birth. Uh, the guys, the indigenous tribe spoke this, you know, native tongue and one person there spoke that tongue and Spanish. So they'd speak to me in Spanish and I would speak to the American doctor in English. And it would be this whole wild story. Anyway, so it's a theme that we've kept with us throughout marriage and through this career. So Jay, Jay's first big trip with us, we went to Indonesia to go work with this nonprofit and see all the wonderful things they were doing there. And it was a long trip. And we saw a lot of things and a lot of like boat rides, a lot of plane rides. We were going on places that didn't exist in Google Maps. Like just, just, <laughs> and that's, and just I want to yeah. interject. That's all because of Abner. I'm not even kidding you. Mm -hmm. Like when the when Crystal, when they said, when they where, said where, where would you want to go? And they're like, the well, we have some places place. here. Yeah. We have some places here. Abner's like the furthest place of that no one has ever gone before. Yeah. And Where's literally, the place to get to. It was a six hour speedboat ride. No bathroom. You had to take two boats just in case one broke down. Yeah. Six as no the guy land. smoked a cigarette uh, while he's sitting, sitting on, on a tank tanks. of gas yeah. just looking at a compass and we're like 
Yeah, that was Great. Once sex. again, that's the example of going places that I would never. I'd be like, well, I guess we could go to South America or whatever. You know what I mean? But <laughs> he's like, Cabo. there. <laughs> so it's near the end of the trip. I'm becoming more and more insensitive, I think. I know. And I'm not really looking out for a lot of other folks throughout this trip. That morning, I had done a couple of things that had rubbed Jay the wrong way, specifically not making room for him. Like not. And that's looking back. That was my bad for sure. On me, too, though. But, but everybody yeah. was Let tired. Everybody was Everyone tired. Or whatever. So we it slow boil, slow boil, slow boil. We're at the it, it, not even like some big international airport. We're at this tiny regional airport in Indonesia, which you know has Sharia law and stuff. So there's two sets of police even at the airport. There's like the the governmental police, the Sharia law police. Everybody's on. They said this is a great time for us to get and into a really large argument start in English. Screaming at each other at the terminal. And to where they create this like buffer zone, all the the locals are like drawn away from us, drawn away from us, drawn away from us. And I remember the climax of it. He's like he's yelling at me, and I'm yelling at him, and he's yelling at me. And he's the whole time he's got sunglasses on, he's got light eyes, and it's really sunny. I got dark eyes, and so it doesn't affect me. I'm like, you can't even say that without taking your sunglasses off. Look me in the eye if you're a man. Something crazy. Like I'm out there. Right? <laughs> We're going for it. And I think they're all. Like, I think a I lot was... of expletives, a <laughs> lot of craziness. Oh my God. So he says, I'll say it to you with my glasses off. Takes his glasses off. Keeps screaming at me. Keeps screaming at me. The, the woman that runs the nonprofit, really sweet lady, walks up, touches me on the shoulder. This is the right time. Right now, the time for this. We're going. Da, da, da. Like full throttle. Like went. We got on the plane, not talking to each other. I think on that flight, I turn around and go, "Hey, man, I'm real sorry about that. Like that was my bad." But he's not man. I'm sorry too. And like we're both crying. They're like, you know what's so cool? Um, so we've spent. We've done two shows. This is our second of, of our, our two shows. And um, what I've appreciated about this is there's a great deal of passion and a great deal of appreciation for difference in the room, but also this synergy and this mutual interest in the success of the other. It it seems to me that when I hear you all talking about each other, there's a desire for the other to succeed, not just in, you know, in life, not, not in a career sense, but just to succeed uh, in in your respective lives, and and to fully inhabit and become the person you are, you know, and when those kinds of commitments are present in a room, um, it's beautiful to be part of. So I want to thank you, um, and and that's a, I guess that's the other word I would use too is the sense of commitment in the room, you know, like um, I remember one time. Uh, I can't remember if it was Parker Palmer or Tony Campolo. Someone said to me, you know, uh, some, you know, you know, what is it? You know, wh- who am I? You know, and he used to say, like, well, you are essentially the promises you make in life. You know, who you are is the promises you make. You know, and it's lovely to be in, in the in the presence of people who have made promises to each other. You know, in friendships and in marriages, and uh, and are keeping them. Yeah. You know? That's the best part. Yeah. So on that note, will you close with a song for us? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what do you got to close out this episode? I feel like, what, well, what were you thinking? I don't know. You had something. Well, I was just going to say the first thing that came to mind with what he was saying was Long Gone. But Let's do it. Long Gone's right. I was literally thinking toe tags and body bags. So man, yeah. I've officiated two weddings at this point. And I feel like we we blow over the last, like, you know, till death do us part a little too quickly. I think we take it a little too lightly. And so, in the most recent wedding that I officiated, I made a point to say till toe tags and body bags, like and and when a man and I talk about it, and people because people love this, I ah, was you were trying to end this thing, and I'm not going to let you. I'm sorry. <laughs> people often with us are like, oh, they're just such a great couple. They're such a perfect couple, and we're not a perfect couple. We're not hashtag goals. We're two people that have decided we will literally turn to dust next to each other, and we're going to be fighting this thing out until somebody's holding somebody else's hand, praying for a miracle. Like we're not in it for the beauty, the perfect stuff. We have very, we have very much counted on being in this through every fight and every whatever. And, and that's much like our relationship with Jay as well. And this song, Long Gone, is about that very thing. Hmm. All right, let's hear it. The road is one, the tale's been told. Oh, we know. 
fall apart to fall in love So it goes, it's true I'll turn the dice beside you if there's room If love's a tragic story, call it me and you When I just stacked high brick on brick, I know we will roll the dice to shoot the moon. Call me a fool. It ain't a gamble, darling, if it's true. If love's a game, I place my bets on me and you. Sail, oh, off we go where the calm of island swells. Oh, abandoned shore, we do. The sun from the horizon's quite the view. If love's an ocean drowning deep on me and you. Beside you if there's room It ain't a gamble, darling, if it's true The sun from the horizon's quite the view When love is lost, it finds its way to me